Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Work Less, Make More podcast. And today I'm super excited to have Lori Seitz on the show where she is going to talk about calming you, being grounded, and really like having some tools in your toolbox to combat the overending like thing we have to like succeed and work hard and all of that. And I'm so excited to have her on there. So let me tell you a little bit about her and we will jump in. So Lori Seitz is the founder of and CEO of Zen Rabbit. Like who doesn't love that? And host of the podcast, Fine is a Four Letter Word. Again, so cool. Lori is on a mission to teach the world to be calm and grounded no matter what's going on. She guides entrepreneurs and corporate teams from stressed and chaotic to peaceful and focused. Through a collaborative and interactive approach, she provides tools and techniques for increasing sales, enhancing relationships, and improving overall health. So it's my pleasure to introduce Lori Seitz. Hello and welcome. How are you? I'm well. Thanks so much for having me, Donna. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I, I really am because it sort of, you know, certainly goes along with what I'm teaching with the whole work loss, make more. And, you know, we do live in this place of, you know, we feel like we have to work hard to succeed, right? We we really feel like that's what it takes and that's what we have to do. And we push ourselves and then we're not happy or miserable. We still feel like we're always falling short and all of that. So, you know, kind of tell me how you kind of got to where you are with this and how you began teaching this. Yeah, we've been so conditioned from day one that hard work equals success. And that's a lie. And yet it's, and even when we intellectually know it's a lie, it's so hard to overcome. And yeah, so I was drained in us. Yeah, like if we're not working, we're wasting time, right? Or right, something, right, right, right. We must be productive and uh and achieving at all times. Otherwise, you're just lazy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the story I told myself yeah. forever. And you know, I always laugh at this laugh, sort of. Um, at this story, I don't remember this incident, but I remember my mom telling me about it later that when I was six years old, I came home from first grade in tears, <laughs> like absolutely hysterical because I got a 96 or a 97 on my spelling test and not a hundred. Oh. And my mom was like, what, where's this coming from? She was like, she saw right away, like what's happening. And she was like, where does, where is this coming from? Mm. And that's kind of how my whole life has been. Like I must achieve. I am not, oh. my worth is tied to my achievement. I feel you as a Aries double fire sign, <laughs> sort of recovering type a person. 
Um, I feel you. I always was on the go, always feeling like I needed to do something. And I used to get annoyed. I remember this was like way before I had kids, but we would sit around like on the weekend and I would feel like if I'm not like constantly doing something that something was wrong. And even my husband, I would get angry. Like yeah. when wanted to sit there and watch like a football game for three hours. I'm like, really three hours. You're going to sit here and watch this. And like there, we could be doing something else. Like we could be doing something more, more productive and right. And yeah, it's been interesting to see, you know, that conditioning of, you know, where we were kids, like what, eight to three and, you know, going to work eight to five and, and all of that. And, you know, watching people, work hard and be successful. And, you know, you get your job, you, you know, you go to college, you get your job, you know, you work all your life and then you finally get to retire. Mm -hmm. If you, if all things went well yeah, <laughs> and, right, right. and you saved your money and everything. And then maybe at the end of your life, you can do things you want to do. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And then you hear all those stories about people who retire and like die three days later. Yeah. It's, right. Because they feel not... like their worth is tied to their you know, right. unless they're doing something. I mean, I, I think there is something that said to like have a passion or to have an interest, but it doesn't have to be like, yeah, the, the, the backbreaking or the, just the emotional trauma of like work, 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 and having that whole crazy life of just trying to fit your life in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, power. I've had this realization in past several months that life life isn't, you shouldn't be waiting to live life until whenever, until whatever, because we don't know how much time we have until Friday afternoon, until I retire until my vacation. Right. Yeah. Until until, <laughs> my belief is that life is meant to be joyful all the time. And so how, how can we live joyfully every day? How can we incorporate this joy and happiness. And that doesn't mean doing nothing. I yeah. mean, we're not sitting around like a sloth, right? No offense to sloths, but <laughs> I say the same thing. I use the word sloth a lot. So <laughs> it's so funny. You use that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, but finding the joy, what brings you joy and doing that? Because when you are doing things that bring you joy, you are operating at a higher energetic level. And if you've studied and uh, studied, I mean, not like you have to be a quantum physicist, but if you've read and, and, um, <clears throat> listened to podcasts or read books or anything about energy and quantum physics and how the universe operates, when you are operating at a higher energetic level, you are more magnetic for those great experiences to come to you. Yeah. So I, I actually have been teaching this stuff to my clients for years about, you know, staying calm and grounded, no matter what's going on around you, using the concepts of gratitude and meditation and visualization and all of these things that allow things to come to you in conjunction with work, not necessarily hard work, but right. intentional work. Yeah. You have to and, take action, right? You can't meditate right. yourself to a millionaire. I mean, you have to do something. Absolutely. But it's, yeah. in, it's intentional action. Right. And, um, 
And yet I, so I was teaching all of this and the irony of it was that I was losing touch with these concepts myself. Mm. And so over the summer, I had several conversations with some people who were taking sabbaticals or reevaluating what their, what their concept of work was. And I finally decided that I could no longer live the way I was living. Like I, I, I live alone right now. So I just work all the time. I was yeah. working all the time because I, what else? I got nothing else to do. Get up, get on the computer, work, 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 go to the gym, have some dinner, come back, get back on the computer. Cause yeah. what else? Right. That was not working for me because I was, I wasn't reaching the level of success that I would think I should be reaching after working 15 hours a day, every day. Yeah. Well, there's, I can't imagine why (laughs) I know. Well, yeah, there's this law of diminishing returns, Uh, but what I decided I needed to do was take a sabbatical. I'm like, I I need to just step away now and not do anything. Like just take a break because, which is hard because you're like, well, wait, I need to be working. I need to be doing all the things I run my own business. If I'm not doing all the things, what's going to happen? I'm like, well, nothing's happening right now while I am doing all the things. So why don't I try something completely different? Mm. And I decided to take a a month long road trip sabbatical with my 19 year old cat. And so (laughs) I thought you were going to say your 19 year old son. (laughs) No, no, I didn't have an 19 year old cat. A 19 year old cat. Yes. How'd that Um, go? It went great. It was exactly what I needed to do because I I wasn't doing any work. Mm. Like I stepped away. We went and traveled and visited some friends, went to the beach. No, I mean, virtually no work. I was still checking email, but I was not proactively looking for clients or looking for opportunities or anything. And two, and so here's what happened. Two of the biggest opportunities of my business career mm. showed up for me. I love it. While I was on this sabbatical, not working. I absolutely love this because isn't this true? Don't we get great ideas when we're on vacation, when we step away from the grind mm-hmm. of the day-to-day crap or and the, I should be doing this and the social media and all of that, right? We get in a place and we're just like, we have, you have to have space, right? You have yeah. to have that place. And yeah. I love that you've got something so amazing. Well, yes, the creativity came in for creating my own new programs, which one of which is not 100% created yet, but it's called Living the Sabbatical Life. But the other two opportunities came as partnerships. Like mm-hmm. people contacted me and said, hey, I are you interested in this is what I'm doing? I'd love to have you be a part of it. Mm. uh okay like there's such they were yeah one of them is actually and the fact that one of them is not probably going to pan out I don't know doesn't matter the point is that they showed up when I was allowing this is the thing allowing things to be yeah allowing ease and flow and that is so difficult because we again are conditioned to make things happen. Like all the movers and shakers in the world, they make things happen. Yeah. 
I felt like I was pushing a rock up a hill all the time. Yeah. While I was making things happen, but they weren't really <laughs> happening. They were going slow. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then they would roll down over you and run you right, right. All the way down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, yeah, that. my my challenge to people, and it is a challenge because it's really hard to break free of this or overcome or whatever word you want to use this deeply ingrained conditioning. I agree. I think it's not something you, it's like a practice, right? Like yoga, because Mm -hmm. even me as like, you know, I've had a very simple online business for 14 years and not working that much. And even though that happened, I remember when I officially turned Fridays off, let's just say, not even talk about Mm -hmm. Mondays, by then I was okay. But I remember thinking, I think I'm just not going to work. Like I wasn't really working on Fridays, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything official in my brain. Like, of course, there's nobody looking over my shoulder. There's not like the Friday police, but (laughs) I still, I would go, I would say, I'm just not going to work on Fridays. But then I was kind of like, yeah. Um, but isn't there so, should I, I felt like I was playing hooky. Right. Right. It feels like, because giving myself the permission of it was kind of weird. Whereas mm, I don't really feel like going in there right now. I think I'll go do something else felt like sneaky or something, but like actually (laughs) like saying I wasn't going to do it. It was like, I sort of laid myself open to is that okay? You know, right. you know, it was like, is that, is it okay that I'm not doing anything? <laughs> it took uh-huh. a while. It took a while for me to be like, okay, hell no, <laughs> I'm not doing anything, you know? And then I, you know, I, I closed Monday too. So it was like, why not? But yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And it, it I think right. the conditioning of, of like not being productive and like it's wasting, it's a waste of time. Yeah. All these things that go through our heads, but I think we have to shift, right? I'm going to, I'm not going to take over your thing, but like, we have to find, like you said, something that refuels us, a passion, a something that, like you said, gives us joy because I mean, laying around doing nothing could get boring after a short period of time. Especially if you have been the mover and shaker or you have that like, go, go, go. But that doesn't mean you have to go right into work. Like it, put that energy into something else. Fun. Yeah, you remember a good point. Fun. Remember mm-hmm. being a kid and just playing for the sake of it, right? Yeah. You bring up a good point. And I think for a lot of us at this age, we don't know what's fun anymore. So we have to rediscover what's fun for me now yeah. or rediscover what, what was fun when I was younger is there, can I incorporate that again? Yeah. Or find new things that are fun. Yeah. At the, because you can't just say, all right, I'm not going to work on Fridays anymore, but I don't know what I am going to do. It's like when, you know, when you read and talk about habits, you can't just stop a bad habit and not replace it with something else there's a void and the universe abhors a vacuum I think is the phrase Um, you have to find something else to do with that time so I can say I'm going to turn off my computer at five o'clock what am I going to do for the rest of the evening right I have to find something else what what lights you up what gives you joy and I was like five you should be saying like 12 (laughs) 
I almost said seven. So. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say like 12. And I was thinking, oh, that's still a half day. <laughs> Jeez. No, I am not a morning person. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, fine yeah. too. So I, I, mean, don't, yeah. I don't jump into it at, at 6 a.m. Oh no. I was thinking like 10 to two. Those are my, that's my, that's oh, my day. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I, yes. Yeah. And at the same time, I would need other things to fill the rest. Right. You do, because then you do start to feel a little slothful <laughs> or just right. like I could, what am I doing with this time? Like, I feel like, you know, there, I, I feel like as, as me, I have so many things I want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, then like use this time to go do them. Right. Like, don't just, not that you can't veg out and watch Netflix. Cause of course I do well, that too, but Right. I have other things and like, what are, I, I know there was a time cause I literally went to an event. This was like in 2018, I want to say. And I remember thinking, I can't really think I got into a mode where I started doing a lot and I was working, mm -hmm. which doesn't fit my projector self. If you know anything uh -huh. about game design at all, yeah, like yeah. that is not going to, that's not going to mesh. But, and I thought, and I'm, I thought of myself as like, like not a fun person, not a creative person. How that happened, I have no idea. Cause I'm now looking, I'm like, I'm like the most creative person. I don't know about fun, but yeah. But I, I, I can be fun. I guess I'm always like doing something that feels like I'm gardening or I'm doing a craft, but that is fun. You know, I yeah. just don't think yeah. fun. It's like, you gotta go out and party and that's not really yeah. no. Like you said, finding your own fun. But I remember going to this event and we had to write down things. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, things we wanted to do for the year it was like early in the year and like what are okay. the fun things we want to do and I like sat there with my little notebook all ready to go I couldn't think of anything well as you're saying that right now I'm thinking well, I, I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I'd put on that list yeah like what could you put so I thought I'm gonna have to I had to really dig down and like some of the things I put on my list I'm like like you said it was like oh they sounded kind of fun but like are they things I think I should put on my list? You know, yeah, right, and then, right. like what are the fun things that I've always wanted to do? Or what are the things I do enjoy as a kid or whatever? Some things I'm still like riding horses. I love horses. I had a horse and I want to go riding horses, but it always seems like I can never find that. I need to find it because there's nowhere close. So it's like, this, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. I got to drive 45 minutes and whatever, but like, what are those things that I, I keep saying or keep pushing to the back burner? Like traveling yeah. is a huge thing. And I do a travel now, now again, traveling, but. Um, maybe it's well, finding a, a, a vacation with horses involved. Maybe that's an idea. Yeah, that's an idea. Well, tell me more about how you are incorporating this into your business and helping people. Cause you said, you know, you were kind of bringing uh, like, increasing sales and doing things. So how does that look in a practical yeah. aspect? Yeah. So one of the things that I teach people is how to incorporate meditation into their life. And there's so many, uh, so many myths and misconceptions around what meditation is. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm not good at meditation. I can't meditate. I can't shut off the thoughts in my head, yeah. all these things. And the reason I, I am so such an advocate of meditation is because when you can find a way to get quiet enough to hear your own inner voice and that that can be done through gardening there this is the thing yeah. it's not it doesn't have to be meditation is not necessarily sitting cross-legged on a mat yes. for hours at a time in silence yeah that doesn't work for most people 
I have discovered oh. that my walk is like my meditation. I have to be moving in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. And so Some like when do. I take a walk, but I, I had to learn to also shut off the music or right. the, the audible book <laughs> because right. I, I'm not going to get anything when I'm listening to a podcast or something. Right. So there, I put on like the little insight timer that I was trying yes. really hard to use for the meditation here on my couch. Yep. And I just turn it. That's like the first 10 minutes of my walk. I turn that on and I just walk and I think, yeah. and, I, and I just let it flow because, and, or like when I'm gardening again, Sometimes I am listening to things, but other times I'm just out there pulling weeds. And that is so meditative to me. Yeah. That's the perfect example of how to make meditation work for you in a, let's say non-traditional sense. It's not really in a, in, in a non-traditional in the way that people mostly think of meditation, yeah. but that is absolutely meditation. Good. And to your Yay! point, <laughs> yeah, well, to your point is you're not listening to other stuff. You can be listening mm -hmm. to meditative music, right? Healing frequency music, but you're alone in your own. I won't say alone in your own thoughts, but you kind of are. Yeah. You um, have to have it's space. not about shutting off everything, right? You're creating space to really get in touch with that own, your own inner voice. And when you can do that, because we are so inundated with everybody else's voices, social media, traditional media, your family, your friends, everybody has an agenda for you, right? What does your inner voice tell you? And the only way you can hear that, you're the only one who can hear it. The only way you can hear it is when you get quiet enough Yes, to hear it. And a lot of people don't want to get quiet enough because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. Yes. They're afraid. It doesn't always make sense. If your inner voice is saying, you know, quit that job you've been at for 20 years, it's not for you any longer. That's hard. Right? Like, no, that can't be right. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. leave that, that partnership that isn't working for you. And what? No, I am. I'm afraid to do that. So they don't want to hear what the voice is telling them. Yeah. But that's your intuition and it will never lead you astray. If you are truly listening to your intuition. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. So you're teaching people how to bring this space of of yeah. opening up to their intuition and listening to themselves. Right. And then that's where you can start taking inspired action mm. and creating from a different place yeah. and start, you know, slowing down so that you're not necessarily doing all the things you're doing, the things that matter, the things that make a difference. Yeah. But that's not all the things. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think, like you said, there's always, somebody else out there telling you, you should do this and you got to do this and don't forget to get on TikTok now or whatever. Right. Right? There's right. all things. And it's, I think that's when we start to get on that hamster wheel. And I know even for me, it's like when I started like giving over my, what do you call it? Sort of like, I don't know it, but you know it better than me. Oh yeah. You I get power. in trouble. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're like hiring coaches and things, I think yep. that's when I get in trouble. And yeah. I remember, you know, like, oh, you know, in fact, I had a friend who's a life coach and I like just, I literally just threw the sticky note away like a week ago, but I had a sticky note sitting on my computer that said Donna's way, Donna's way is the best way. And I, and I had to keep reminding myself because it was like, okay, I'm yeah. going to, this person's going to hire me to get to the next level and all of this stuff. And then it just was a big cluster. Like it did not work for me that yeah. way. 
And yeah. so, I mean, yes, there were things, but like we, if we don't allow that to come through and even though I didn't have a lot going on, it wasn't about that, but I had, I had like turned over my authority, like, mm-hmm. well, she's making millions of dollars. So she must know better. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I, I've listening. done the same not listening to what was yeah. happening. I'm like, I've done no, that can't thing. be right. I don't know what that's about. Let's just turn on the music and forget that. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I've done this. I've turn done the same thing. For a while. Don't want to listen to that little voice, but they will get stronger and eventually will whack you over the head and knock you out if you have to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Entire business, which is what happened to me in 2021. It was like, okay, well, if I won't listen, eventually things will happen, right? I think that will, you'll you'll lose that job that you didn't want to quit. One, you'll get fired. Like, I think things will happen. Right, right. It leaves you if you're like, no, I didn't, you know, like something, it eventually it's going to shake out and it's going to be harder if you do it that way. It almost always will. Sometimes it won't, but that's what the whole, my point of my podcast of fine is a four letter word. People live in this place where everything's fine. It's fine. It's not really fine. And the, the whole the stories I've heard from my guests too, of, cause it's always stories of they've, of when they've been in a place where they said everything was fine. Who wants to be really fine? Wasn't fine? That sounds sucky. <laughs> right. Oh, all fine. Like who wants to be fine? Exactly. And I'm, you just were talking about, you know, eventually you'll get fired from the job. And there was, I had one, there's one particular person I'm thinking of um, who had that situation. She had been there. She'd been thinking about leaving. She was studying, getting her coaching certification for a couple of years, but she wasn't, she was afraid to leave yeah. this, yeah. this well-paying sales job. And she was one, one quarter, she didn't make her sales numbers and they fired her. Jeez, and that's harsh. <laughs> yes. And this yeah. is the universe's way of pushing her off the ledge that she right. was supposed to jump anyway. She exactly. wasn't jumping. I'm going to push you. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm all down with all the quantum and the universe <laughs> and the frequency and all of that, because I feel like, you know, you're putting it, you're putting out those things if you hate the job and you want to not want to be there, but you're scared, like a lot of it is fear. Do you find that that's a lot? Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's all fear. It's all fear. Otherwise you would be doing the thing. Yeah. If you knew you couldn't fail, right? Like I have that mug. Someone got me. If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you be doing? Right. And people have heard that a million times, but it's really hard to apply it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but... I'll just push through my fear and do it. <laughs> right. 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 Easier and said than done. Right. <laughs> that's where, that's where I do feel like coaches are, are important and useful Yes. in terms of holding your hand, holding you accountable. And that's a lot. What I do with my clients is it's not, here's the way right. it's, Hey, let's figure out what your way is. What's your best okay. way. When we were just talking about meditation, for example, yeah. I'm not going to tell you to sit and meditate on, you know, on the floor for an hour. If that's not your way, right. let's find what your way is, but beyond meditation, whatever. Yeah. Um, I talk a lot about gratitude. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people are always asking about gratitude journals and I'm like, yeah, I know everybody talks about gratitude journals and I, Personally, I'm not a fan. I don't I use one do myself. It. I start off doing it for like yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's not to say I don't recommend and I don't personally 
reflect on things that I'm grateful for. I just don't make it another thing on my to-do list. Yeah. Like, there are other oh, ways, right? Got to do my gratitude journal today. You know? Right. Oh, I forgot to do my gratitude the last three days. That's, you know, right. Right. I, and I then beat yourself you. up. Um, but right. Finding again, what works for you yeah. in terms of everything. And, um, what do you and think? I think it, tell me what you think the gratitude, like, what is that bringing people? I mean, I know I already know, but I'm, or what I think, but I'm just saying, why is the, is gratitude? If it's your jam. Let's talk about it for a minute. Like what is, what is the big benefit behind that? Or why should people even, I'm not saying why should we be grateful? Oh that gosh. sounds horrible, yeah. but you know what I'm like, in like, like yeah. actually intentionally like thinking. Yeah. Being There's it, right? so much science and research behind the, behind how gratitude works how it changes your whole physiology it changes your psychology so it lowers blood pressure it uh, reduces physical pain it um yeah the the hormones it increases uh dopamine and what's the other feel-good chemical uh Um, dopamine oh yeah the uh, uh it'll come to me reduces cortisol which okay. is a stress Wow. Hormone. I didn't realize the physical aspect. Oh yeah, it. absolutely. It, gratitude changes your whole physiology. Um, is that because you're just, your frequency is raised or you're just looking, it's yep. just, it's feeling good instead of feeling bad. Right. Right. It, it is part. That's a lot of it too. Okay. So gratitude. When we're talking about energy, gratitude is the highest energetic frequency you can get to. It's up there with love. They're essentially the same. So um, yeah, getting, getting to that higher, frequency now from a um from a feel-good standpoint dopamine and serotonin those are two uh yeah um you're when you're expressing gratitude you're you're feeling good so why do you not want to feel good like why do people look for things to complain and criticize about yeah people do it it's a natural habit tendency and so even if you're not naturally grateful, you yeah. can train yourself to become more naturally, or to become grateful, to look for things because we're always going to see and attract what we're looking for. Right. So if you're looking for things to complain and criticize about, you'll find plenty of them. Oh look at our gosh. world. You can find a lot. At the same time, if you're yeah. looking for things to be grateful for, you'll find those too. It's just a matter of adjusting You've heard, you know, attitude of gratitude, like, yeah, 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 blah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's true, though. It It, is true. You you choose your attitude. Yeah. I I so get it. And it's so, this is, and I want to talk about, though, I probably, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but probably it will be out in the next couple of weeks. So it's very timely when it comes to spending time with family during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. because I will just say my family is like a very complaining. I would never consider it negative, but now I do Yeah, you know, consider it negative. It's like when I, and I, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, but you probably aren't. <laughs> when she calls me up, she has to tell me all of the, like, ah, how's your, like, what's going on? It's like every bad thing that happens yeah. and yeah. every like car, like the traffic and the doctor that was 45 minutes late taking her in on the appointment and whatever, yeah. like it's all the, like, yeah. okay, what can you tell me? That's good. I have to interrupt, you know? Do you ask her that? 
Yeah, I stop her. Yeah. She gets annoyed, I think, sometimes. She's like, I just want to have a conversation. I'm like, great, we'll have a conversation. But yeah, you know, it's interesting when you kind of break out of that mold. And it, it's, it's a practice for me because yeah. as soon as I get around the family again, I, I want to go back down that hole of, mm. oh, my God. I mean, not saying that I never complain about things because sure. I still do, but We're I feel human. like- I'm human, but I feel like I, it's sort of an equal, <laughs> or maybe I do a little positive more than that. Right. Yeah. Where you have to have that, but it's so hard. I don't, if you're from that or you're in that environment or you're in a workplace, right. That where you've got that toxic complaining around mm -hmm. the water cooler. I think it's yeah. hard. It is hard. Absolutely. I'm not saying that it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to do with practice though. Yeah, it is a practice. You get I better. We're getting like a bracelet. It was a complaining bracelet, a book I read years ago. I can't remember the name of it, something about complaining. And you got a bracelet that went with it. And every time you complained, you had to move the bracelet to the other. Oh, okay. And it was, it was like a, so you could see it was like a physical thing back and forth and back and forth all day long. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's making you aware. Yeah. It was the, it was like the awareness I got that. And then it took so long to start catching myself before I went there. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I think there, it, it is like a, a, a practice of like, okay, how can I catch myself? Oh, I just did it. Let you yeah. get that. And then it's like, so, how can I stop before? And then it's like, okay, how can I start forgetting to look at all of those things and start looking for the, for the good, for the fun. For let the me share, let me share a practice with you yeah. and your listeners. That's really Great. quick and easy to start helping you refocus. Perfect. And it's called, but, but I'm grateful for. Mm. So as soon as you catch yourself complaining about something, add on to it, but I'm grateful. What, what are you grateful for? There's something you can find something yeah. like, so you're like, Oh, not another cold, crappy day, but I'm grateful that I'm feeling really good <laughs> or that I lost right. pounds last week or, or whatever. Or that right? I am in a warm home, I'm that warm I have a sweater feet. to wear to keep me warm, yeah. that I don't have to be working out in that, you know, like some people are, whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is, fine. It doesn't even have to be related to that. Oh, right. it's a crappy cold day outside, but I'm grateful I have my eyesight. Right. Like whatever. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't matter. It's a matter of refocusing. Mm. And we're using the word, but normally you've probably heard, don't use the word, but cause it negates like Donna, that was a great job you did, but next time, okay. Right. You just forgot and. about them. You got to use the hand or something instead. And. Right. In this case, we're intentionally using, but because we want to negate the first part uh. of the complaint and focus on the second part, which is what you're grateful for. So Taking this exercise, so slide into that, even if you feel yourself, then you can kind of give yourself that. So does it, so how does that work? I don't know if it, with the, you know, universal energy, does it sort of like, oh, hold on. It stops it. And then kind of like zeros it out or something. Well, you're just refocusing your energy. Okay. Yeah. So instead of going down the rabbit hole of things to complain about, you're yeah. just like, well, no, I'm grateful for. And as soon as you start focusing on the gratitude, your energetic level raises. Well, it also, like if you're in a conversation too, I think, because if you start that, then the next person's like, oh yeah, you should see where, what I live. And now, it, you know, you start right. to one-up yourselves like, oh, let me tell you about my crappy story, you know, and yeah. they're looking for the worst things. But if you kind of stop it with that, what I'm so grateful for, then the people are like, it sort of diffuses the conversation, right? It too. diffuses it. And there's a ripple effect of gratitude. 
then like, they oh, start. Yeah, I'm grateful for my, yeah, I got my eyes fixed and now I can see <laughs> right yeah. my cataract, yeah. whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I love this. I'm going to use, use this next week. <laughs> and as people are going to holiday events with family or, you know, people who may be in that negative state, practice asking that question, like mm -hmm. listen to them because people want people to listen to them. That's why they're talking. Right. And so it's not like shutting them down, like stop talking. I don't yeah, want that's to what it. I do. And they get really upset. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I used to do that too. Uh, but instead change, see if you can change them the same way you do with your mom. Like, okay. And what are you grateful for today? Yeah. What, what good what, came out what of that? Good thing, what good thing happened to you today? Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, it's like, and it's almost like they have to really stop and think. It's so yeah. easy to rattle off all the crappy right. stuff. And a lot of times their first thing is going to be like, nothing, nothing good happened to me today. Nothing right. at all. Yeah. Because they want to stay for a weird, re I don't know why. People I know. It is interesting. Stay. Why as a culture do we seem to do that? I, I don't know. If it's just where that has come from over the years, I, I don't know why, why that is, but evolutionary, evolutionarily, um, we needed to find the things that could harm us yeah, and pay attention to them so that we could not be eaten by lions or something, but, or fix them like big issues. That right. Right. Or stuff, right. Yeah. Kind right. Of but fruit. then we just tend to get stuck. Like it's just evolved yeah, it, and we're not being and we haven't, by we're trying and, to evolve yeah yeah so this is how we help our society evolve is focus on gratitude start with yourself you cannot change anyone else no you can only change yourself however when you start setting yourself as an example and putting yourself out there and seeing things from a, a more grateful place other people will start paying attention and if they don't, they may fall away and they, that's, that's okay too. Yeah. Because not everybody is meant to travel through every, every section of your life with you. And what have you seen when people really start to put this into place, their lives will really change, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just start attracting more good things into your life because again, what you focus on amplifies what you focus on. You get more of, you want more good stuff in your life focus on gratitude and more good stuff. Yeah. And it may not have anything to do with like, you know, if you want more money, you don't have to necessarily focus on more money. You can focus on just being happy and just being right. I mean, I know right. like as people have evolved through this, let's create these mantras and these visionary statements and all of this. Um, I my bank account is filled with millions of dollars. Like that isn't really what we're talking about, right? Because that no. doesn't necessarily work, but you don't have to be focused on making more money. You can be, but you can also just be joyful and have a great day and make more money. Right. Well, when you are in that joyful place of life, that's when you're at this higher energetic vibration. That's when abundance starts showing up for you in whatever form it looks like money, love, happiness, yeah. whatever it is, you have to be at a higher energetic vibration in order to attract that. And that circles back to the whole beginning of our conversation is that when you're in that higher energetic vibration and this good stuff starts coming to you, you don't have to work so damn hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because things just come and you're like, how did yeah. that happen? I didn't right. even have to do anything. Right. I sometimes are, am like, 
let's see what can come today. Like I get this sort of game yep. or I'm getting yep. this place. Like, I'm not sure what's about to happen, but I think it's something really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's see what can come my way. And it's amazing. I'll get a referral from somebody or somebody will connect me with something or somebody will just ping me that I haven't talked to in a really long time. And it's like, oh my God, that's exactly what yeah. I was looking for. And it's not like I'm out there. Who can I, what, let me make all the calls. Let me call, let me yeah. email it by list. Let me do all the things. Let me go to all these networking events. It can just be this great flow. So yeah, I love all this. And I know we can talk forever about this, but tell me, tell people where they can get more of you because this, I, I love this so much because I just live this too. But um, I know you're helping people like move through this, right? This is what mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. Yeah. The best place to find me is at my website, zenrabbit.com. I just, please tell me where the Zen rabbit came from. Like, let's talk oh. about that. Just, I know we're going to go, but I was like, what did that come um, So about? Zen rabbit is, um, when I was a baby, my mom bought a stuffed rabbit and put it in the crib, figured out that she had, to, she could take out all the other animals, but the rabbit had to stay. And I used to rub her ears as a, a way of comforting myself. So she became my Zen rabbit and I didn't call her that at the time. Zen rabbit came later right. as the name, but, um, but yeah, she was my Zen rabbit. And so putting me that. in that calm, blissful state, and that's what I help people do now. My daughter has doggy, which was her Zen rabbit. The poor thing's fur is like, there's barely any fur left on it, but I still have it. I kept it for her because it was like, we could not go anywhere without doggy. <laughs> so that's exactly how it was. I admit right here, I still have her. But I love that you kind of brought that into your, you know, your business. And like, that's what you're trying to create. Like that, like Zen of, Hey, how can we just be grounded and relaxed and, you know, in flow and ease. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. You guys go check out Lori's sites. She's got an amazing, if you're like, I would love more of this, but I can't figure out how to do this. Go check her out. And also her podcast. Hello. Fine is a four letter word. I mean, let's just be honest. That sounds amazing. So we don't want to live a fine life, right? We don't want to work too much. We want to live an extraordinary, exciting life where we don't have to work too much. And still we make impact in people's lives and we still get our work out there. I love everything that we've just talked about and I know I can talk to you forever. So, but I'm going to have to cut it off. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you so much for joining me here and you guys, I will see you on the next episode. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, Grab my free simplify and scale template at donnaashton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.